0: Fourteen twenty in the morning for this March the 5th, 2023. It's a snowy Sunday morning here in Southern Alberta. So uh, get to warmed up for 14 minutes and 20 seconds worth of sports talk on this uh, glorious Sunday morning. It's a special day in the Radlinski family. We'll get down to that in a, in a little bit here. But today's show, as always, brought to you by barnburnerhockey.ca and barnburnerhockey, uh, just barnburnerhockey.ca. Use promo code 1420... Um, barn at barnburnerhockey.ca for their all natural hockey products and apparel today once again we're live on you on facebook live try to get there every morning a little late start today didn't get into her yesterday uh, had some uh, health issues yesterday morning wasn't feeling the best nothing nothing serious not not a hangover nothing just one of those little situations a little bug came in and uh, paid a paid a visit to me yesterday morning so we didn't get to get around to but anyways as always we're joined uh, we're uh, anyways the Edmonton Oilers last night they had a uh, a tough one again last night in in Winnipeg against that uh, good Jets team not great Jets team but good uh, Jets team that I picked to win the Stanley Cup that they are uh, they got a, a gift last night from Jack Campbell didn't go so well for Campbell once again the Oilers have a problem in net it seems to be year in year out no matter what they do they can't seem to get a, a guy to stop stop hockey pucks they got the two of the best hockey players in the world as everybody talks about with mcdavid and dry settle had the uh, the hat trick last night in a seven five loss to winnipeg campbell stopped 31 out of 37 shots or something like that he gave up six then there was the empty netter. Campbell's got a, a serious problem in net. He's, he's had a, a tough year, and I was I was completely wrong about this guy when the season started. I thought he was the piece that the that the Leafs let go that they should have kept, and he was the piece that the, the Oilers got that they were happy to get, and it hasn't turned out that way at all for Jack Campbell and the Empton Oilers. There's something wrong between the guys' ears a little bit. Uh, it's just not going well. At eight to, it's got 845 save percentage the last five games. That isn't going to get her done, an 882 save percentage uh, from the uh, for, for throughout the season, the 17-9-4 mark that he has as a starting goaltender, that's his record, seems like a, a great record for a starting goaltender, it's the kind of thing you, you want from, from a guy, but that save percentage, that's, that, that's going to scare a lot of uh, teams away uh, from, you know, for, for well, it's going to Inviting for a lot of teams that they're, they they're facing Campbell, but with Campbell in net, the Oilers have a problem. They're falling down at night in night out. The last five games, it hasn't been good for Campbell in net. And with without McDavid on that team, without Drysaddle on that team, you wonder where they would be uh, with with their their overall record. They're still in they're they're comfortably in, in a uh, in a wild card spot, but they they have a chance to win that division and give themselves an easier run to the to the playoffs because that first two rounds can be an awful. It can be a gauntlet and getting through there uh, and having to play the, the, the tougher. Opponents right now wouldn't be something that they, they would be uh, wanting to do it's it's uh, winning the division i think it should still be important i think it is important and i think that most teams uh, would relish that that opportunity to do that but you got a goaltender in Campbell who's not giving you a chance to win night in, night out, and I don't understand for the life of me why they don't uh, get something right between this guy's ears and have him sit sit out a few games, maybe send him down for a conditioning stint or something. To I, I don't know if they're, they're allowed. I don't know what his contract says, but if you sent Campbell down for just a little bit and said, hey, man, it's maybe it's time to take a little break because uh, things aren't going so good. Say you're hurt. Get it right between your ears. Sometimes you just can't play yourself out of these situations. Sometimes you need a breakaway from the game, just going in night in, night out, isn't the best of things, and uh, having a guy like uh, Stewart Skinner uh, with your with your team on the Oilers, he has a situation there where he's playing some really good hockey. He played great on on Friday night uh, in Edmonton against that same Jets team. You wonder why they wouldn't just go with Skinner. And this uh, this load management thing it's not more much of a load management. It's just a thing where the Oilers, um, a lot of teams, just don't play goalies on, on back to backs, and I don't understand that. I do not. Sometimes goalies, they, they get in a groove and they want to play and just let them keep going. If they're winning and your team is, is, feels more confident with, with a guy in net that's winning hockey games, I say play the guy. Play the guy into the ground. Who cares, man? like Careers are short, and you have Skinner signed to a, to a, a, a longer-term deal after this year. I think he got a three-year at four per after this season. So I, I, I don't see why they're not playing Skinner night in, night out. They have a little bit of a gauntlet coming up where they go to uh, Buffalo, who's a much-improved hockey team, then into Boston, who just can't lose. Ten and ten in a row they have now, and then in Toronto, who blew one last night against the uh, the lowly Vancouver Canucks. You got to win those hockey games against those bad teams. You cannot in a in a team that's quasi rebuilding, quasi regrouping, in the kind of kind of sort of hunt for Bedard a little bit. You can't go in into Vancouver at four o'clock in the afternoon uh, if and lose that hockey game. Well, four o'clock Pacific, obviously, but you can you can't lose that hockey game to a Toronto team, but back, back to the Oilers, why they don't just sit with the uh, sit, play Skinner a bunch, see what's wrong with Campbell between his ears. I don't know who their minor league guy is and maybe have him sit out a couple of games, say you come up with some, the, the the lower back injury and have him go, go down for a conditioning stint and, and play a couple of games and, and see if he can get things right between the ears Cause you, you don't lose your skill and having saying Campbell was a fluke last year. That might be a thing because he hasn't had the most gl- Glamorous record throughout his career and in his various stops around the league that hasn't been right there for Skinner or for, for Campbell. So you wonder, like, you, did the did the Leafs kind of uh, dodge one here by not signing uh, Campbell to a, a longer term deal, which he got? I think he got five at five five million bucks. So you wonder how that's going to turn out in the next few years for Campbell and Skinner because they're they're the tandem for for the foreseeable future for the Oilers, who are running into the situation that every team has, where you you know you you, you tank for for a guy and you, you get the guy you want, you end up building a team around Mcdavid and uh, and you, you pull up a stinker like that last night and you can't have goal like if you if you don't have goaltending in any league in, in any league in, in the sport of hockey, you aren't going to win. And that, and that's just a simple fact. Your goaltending can lose you hockey games because you're not going to outscore the other team. No matter like, it's just not, that's not the way it, it works. When it comes to playoffs. You are going to need to tighten things up, get get a save, stop all the easy ones, a few of the hard ones, and give yourself a chance. Cause you, if you don't give yourself a chance right off the bat, and you, you asked the, uh, the Colorado Avalanche yesterday, yesterday afternoon when they were playing the Dallas stars that Dallas team's good. That, uh, that you, you you have that that situation in that in Colorado they uh, they found a way to win a Stanley Cup last year because of their talent but I don't think that their, their goal goaltending this year is going to be good enough they're currently in eighth I think in the conference should be in a, in a playoff spot I think that everything I think there's going to be some jockeying of positions now I think that all the teams that, that are in the playoffs are now are, are are in the Flames they 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 had a real disappointing game last night they got booed off the ice the fans could, they uh, they've had enough in Calgary and I think they're six or, six or seven points out of a playoff spot right now and I think that that's uh, that's a, put a fork in them they're they're done for the year that that is it and it'd be interesting to see what's going to happen with your and the like coming back next year because he's a dead duck manager too like Kyle Dubas if he doesn't win one in Toronto which is going to be tough uh you're going to see maybe some uh some changes in the managerial positions across hockey. There were some great games yesterday throughout the uh, the hockey world. I was down here in the tavern watching the hockey and, and some baseball. Lots going on in the sports world, so it was it was fun to watch. But uh, I, I, I feel kind of bad for guys like McDavid and guy and guys like Drysdale, like they they just they 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 do what they can night in night out and putting up points night in night out, and they can't get a save from their goalie. And there's lots of teams like that, and there just seems to be a lack of goaltending throughout the National Hockey League, and I don't know why why that is. Or what has happened to the the, the fine art of goaltending in the last... Uh, five to ten years, because there, there doesn't seem to be that many good, like, great goaltenders around the league right now. You get, there's a handful. You can count five that you want to, to you, you want on your team for sure, and say that's the guy we want. But back 20 years ago, there was probably 10 to 20 guys you could say, yeah, that guy's good, that guy's good, that guy's good. Now you have some really average to mediocre goaltenders. Like you talk about Murray in Toronto, he's he's average at best, like average at best. That guy, he's not he's not the guy you want leading your team. But I don't know, there just seems to be a lack of throughout the league, and Edmonton seems to find the, uh, not the worst of the worst, but the, uh, the lesser than great goaltenders year in, year out. I mean, they had Smith last year and then the likes of, the, like, they got this year. Like, I hope for Campbell, he seems like a good guy. He seems to really take this to heart, and there's something not right between his ears a little bit. He really, like, when he takes when he loses, it was like that last year in Toronto. When he loses a game, he, he really takes to heart and he, he, blames himself a lot and he's too hard on himself. Or is that just the woe is me mentality? And, and he'll get the, uh, he'll get the, the clicks and the likes and everything else from the, uh, the fan base saying, yeah, he's a good guy though. You know, he's trying hard. You got to try harder, man. And, they, and like I said, the Oilers, they, their best interest because they're only four points out of first in that, in that, uh, in that Pacific division, but to, to go and win some games, they, they should, just played Skinner last night, and, and get get that win last night in Winnipeg with the good Winnipeg team, but to Skinner did not get. Or... Did not get a chance to play back to backs for whatever reason. I will never understand that. Grant Fuhr played 75 games one year. You know, and then he then and that was with the Oilers. And he went into uh, into St. Louis. He did the same thing a couple years later. So play these guys right to the end. Got goalies wanna play, goalies want to stop pucks. What the analytics and what the nerds have to say, I have no idea. But I think they got to play these guys a lot more on a night in, night out basis, just, to, just so they can get in the groove and get going. Because you don't lose your you don't lose your skill, you lose your confidence. And get in there and play when you're playing well, just keep playing play these guys into the ground they, they they mcdavid plays every night yes he only plays 21 minutes or 22 minutes whatever it is but he 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 likes to play and they, they get a chance to go out and do their stuff night in night out why the back-to-back things with goaltender when that became a thing i have no idea and it doesn't make any sense to me like the goalies used to play a lot marty broder played a lot Patrick Waugh played a lot. Eddie Belfour played a lot. Like all these, like if you have two number ones, you don't have one number one, right? And that's an, an old, an old hockey saying. Same if you have two starting quarterbacks, you don't have, you don't have one. It's the exact same thing in the in the hockey world with goaltending and and, and the, the the whole bit. But that's uh that's my rant for the day about goaltending and uh, and the whole bit. So that's just one of those things about goalies. I'm an old goalie, but the old flailing tender himself right here. But it's one of those situations that uh, I don't understand the the, the, the fine art of goaltending and the way it's taught. Anyways, anyways on this day. In 1985, Mike Bossy scored his 50th and 51st games of the season in a 5 4 loss to the Philadelphia Flyers at the Nassau Coliseum in uh, Long Island, New York. That would be the eighth time in Bossy's 10 uh, year career where he hit the 50 goal mark. Bossy uh, scored 50 in nine of his 10 8 in his National Hockey League season, finished with 573 goals in only 10 years, back injuries and the like to Bossy, ended his career a little earlier than anybody thought. That guy could score at will on those great Islander teams that won four stanley cups in a row and you, you got to think that he would have been uh, like how many would he would he have scored if he could have stayed healthy if he could have played another 10 years how many goals would he have got uh, i think gretzky's uh, records would have uh, he would have been been chasing gretzky would have been chasing bossy for a long time and you wonder if he would have got a 20-year career how many he would have had and too bad the back injuries slowed, slowed his career down and, the, and and the like so it's just one of those situations that it uh, it didn't turn out well for bossy and uh happy birthday too. Brian Barard, uh, born on this day in 1977 in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, by the I forgot he was drafted by the Senators, and then there was a trade that happened with the uh, New York Islanders that sent Wade Redden over. Wade Redden scored his first AJHL goal on me, by the way. Uh, anyways, the uh, the Barard the Barard. Uh, the legacy he could have, he was a hell of a hockey player got traded over spent got to injured when he's in Toronto got a stick to the eye from Marion Hossa I think it was but he had a heck he had a heck of a career could skate like the wind uh had a situation played for a lot of teams kind of had a uh, people think that he had a bit of an attitude problem but he he uh I don't think he did he just one of those one of those guys just that that cocky American attitude back in the day but Burrard was a hell of a player and uh, you really watched. Uh, watched him skating around the ice. He was lucky that he didn't lose his eye and was able to come back and play. Uh, Played for the Islanders, the Leafs, the Rangers, the Bruins, the Hawks, and the Blue Jackets in his long career. Berard was a heck of a player that, uh, you know, like I said, he was lucky to to not lose an eye and beat the odds and came back and ended up playing uh, hockey uh, once again. And also, happy birthday to my sister, who's not 50. Uh, She's um, not saying how old she is. Uh, She's a a year older today. And uh, happy birthday to my sister, Elaine Radlinski. Love you, Elaine. And uh, things are going really well for uh, your family out there in parksville jimmy was on jimmy valentine was on the radio yesterday and everything else So that was uh that was good to hear jimmy doing his thing there in uh uh, BC, unsigned BC, it was all on there. So it was really good that he got, did a couple, three songs on the radio yesterday. So that was fun to listen to. Anyways, I uh, got a little rambly there, but it, it happens once in a while, 14, 20 in the morning. Make sure you guys tune in to our YouTube live show tomorrow night. Uh, we'll just be pumping it up a little bit. We're gonna t- not sure exactly how we're going to approach this. but We got some ideas that me and uh, me and Dave have uh, worked out. We're going to have a good time with that. Our first YouTube show is going to be about 7.30, I think, tomorrow night. 7.30 Mountain Time. So make sure you guys give that a, a listen uh, and, or a watch more on YouTube and everything else and spread the good word and maybe we'll get to get, uh, get this thing going again in the right direction things are going really well we're close to 8,000 downloads for this year already which is uh, which is quite crazy the way it all turns out yeah we're doing a few more shows but it's uh, the show's doing really well we're really quite proud of how things are going uh, thanks everybody for listening to our show on a, on a daily weekly basis whatever it may be we did the show with uh, the pesky guys the pesky report from Boston uh, it was a great great conversation about baseball it's up on YouTube and it's up on Spotify and everything everywhere else right now, so make sure you guys give that a listen when you get a chance on this snowy Saturday or Sunday, Sunday I guess, where, where, where I am, but make sure you guys give it a listen and uh, and give it a like and follow those guys from the Pesky Report, even though they are Red Sox guys there. Uh, it was a lot of fun with Brad and Brady from the Pesky Report. Here's a little clip of the uh, of the show from, uh, from uh, I think we recorded on Wednesday or Thursday, Thursday, and it's out now, so make sure you guys give that a listen They'll later on today. Thanks for love uh, being a part of the 1420 in the morning. Went a little bit longer today, but who cares? Water, it doesn't much matter. You'll um, joke. No one's listening, anyways. People are actually listening now, so that's a good thing. Anyways, and remember all the time, it doesn't matter where you are; it's who you're with. Well, when Jeter left, well, Marion left 13, 14. Jeter left, and then it kind of went sideways. And thank God, A Rod left, because well, who likes A Rod? But um, yeah, it was, it was a. Do you do you guys like? I, lo- I love A-Rod. I love A Rod. I think he's a good player. I think he's he's a better player than a broadcaster. He, he annoys the hell out he of on television. So- that's just like funny. him like him as a player love him as a player mm-hmm. not a fan of him on like with a mic yeah if it, we're if we're talking just baseball oh, absolutely as a player a hundred percent should be mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame you find another baseball player in 2003 he was traded from the Texas Rangers to the Boston Red Sox and he voluntarily, devalued his contract because the Red Sox ownership would not pay. And he was like, cool, I'll leave $6 million a year on the table. I don't really care. I want to play for a winner. And the union said, no, that's how he ends up with the Yankees. Find me another star player that actually said, I, I want to take less to play for a winner. Find another guy. You look at Robbie Cano who doesn't run out ground balls. You look at Manny oh, Ramirez shit. doesn't run out ground balls. You look at A-Rod, freaking runs hard every time he gives max effort maybe he did it too much his ha- enemy. but you uber talented totally yeah. gave a shit i respect that yeah that space between his ears at six inches or well his probably eight or ten the size of that head of his but uh that, that's what that, that was his biggest enemy to me it was a it was a done deal you guys ready to go to, to some extra innings here sure. oh yeah Is a hot dog a sandwich <laughs> no no that's not the right answer uh, <laughs> what what Yankee do you guys dislike the most past or present that's such a good question Oh, past or present I can't hate judge so there's that um, why I said why? I can't hate judge but why but why he- the flailing tender hockey podcast is happy to have partnered up with barn burner hockey Barn Burner Hockey is a hockey lifestyle brand that is motivated by making all-natural, chemical-free hockey products for players of all ages and skill levels. Get yourself the Filthy Mist Deodorizing Equipment Spray, the Dirty Dangles 2-in-1 Shampoo and Body Wash. They've also got two different types of stick wax, hockey accessories and apparel that will not only make you look good, but feel great on and off the ice. So go to barnburnerhockey.ca and use promo code 1420BARN 10% off your purchase. That's 1420Barn at checkout at barnburnerhockey.ca. Barnburner Hockey is so confident that you will love their all natural products, they offer 100% satisfaction guarantee. Barnburner Hockey and the Flailing Tender Hockey Podcast, created for players by players.